This is Curious Minnesota, a Star Tribune project that sends staff from the state's largest newsroom hunting for the answers to great questions we receive from you, our readers. We're here to answer everything you want to know about the state's people, places, and culture. Welcome to Curious Minnesota. I'm your host, Eric Roper. Part of what's great about this project is that I'm never sure where it will lead next. And today's episode of the podcast is a great example of that. You may recall that we solicited questions from people at the Minnesota State Fair this September. We then asked fairgoers to vote for their favorite of those questions that we put onto a board. One especially whimsical question proved to be particularly popular among our fairgoing voters. It came from teenager Elodie Yerich. Here's Elodie at the fair. How much flour would it take to turn Lake Superior into bread? How do you go about answering a question like that? That's what we'll be discussing today with Krista Lawler, who wrote a story on Elodie's question for Curious Minnesota. But first, I wanted to hear a bit more from Elodie about what inspired this interesting question. I took a trip to the Boundary Waters this summer where we would go from like lake to lake and I'd bake a bunch of stuff <laughs> because if I bake stuff in the Boundary Waters, it meant I didn't have to wash the dishes. So I baked loaves of bread, pizza, cinnamon rolls, pie, like stuff that had dough in it. And I always baked it next to a lake because that's where all the campsites were. So I started to wonder, like, if it takes this much water to hydrate this flour and turn it into a dough, how much of this stuff would it take to turn one of those lakes into dough? So I just scaled the question up to Lake Superior because I figured, no, that's the most recognizable lake. Probably the hardest one to turn into dough. Thanks to Elodie for submitting this question. Now here's my conversation with Krista. Well, Krista, thanks so much for joining us today. So probably the most unusual question I think we've tackled at Curious Minnesota. And I pitched it to you. And I mean, what was your reaction when you heard this question? Uh, I was eager. I was eager to take this on. This is exactly why I got into journalism. (laughs) It's exactly the kind of ridiculousness that I love. High-level bread questions. Just very fun, very um, good-natured, kind of a chance to get a little whimsical. So I loved it. And you're based in Duluth. You're always around Lake Superior. Right. I look at it every day. Okay. So perfect person to take on this story. And so when we started talking about it, I guess the first thing that we talked about was who is going to help with this, right? And maybe some some interesting bakers. And you actually found the most interesting bakers it was, for this question. This was not hard for me. I knew exactly who was going to answer this question. The Lilligard brothers, they own Duluth's Best Bread. And they're just funny. All their packaging is funny. All their ads are funny. Everything they do is just very clever and creative. And um, Robert's a writer and he kind of does the promotional side of things. And Michael is a math major who kind of jumped ship academically and went into baking instead, which of course requires math. So he's kind of got high skills for this. And if listeners are in Duluth and they want to go visit the bakers or one of their, they have two shops, right? So where where are they at? So they have one that's in the Lincoln Park neighborhood, kind of off the beaten path, and then another right downtown. They have a big shop that's kind of more like a uh, European cafe kind okay. of thing. 
Great. So, all right, let's start with Lake Superior. It's not just in Minnesota. It's all, it's a many states it touches. It's international. Right. So first of all, in order to figure this out, we're going to need to know the volume of Lake Superior because ultimately this is a math question. So tell us all the top line stuff we need to know about Lake Superior, and then we'll talk about volume specifically. Well, for people in the area, we call it the gloat, not the goat, but the greatest lake of all time. Okay. It's the largest and deepest great lake. It's 31,000 square miles and 483 feet deep on average. It's gigantic. It touches on Michigan. It touches on, uh, it goes into Canada and, of course, Duluth. And so when we were working on this story, we brought in the help of Mark Boswell, who's a very talented graphics artist here. And we were trying to figure out how to, like, show this because it like what's the volume of Lake Superior? Uh, it's 2,935 cubic miles. And what is that? Who knows what that? You know, that's hard. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a lot of cubic miles, right? So just, th- there's a great graphic on the story, which I'm going to link to in the show notes. But what that graphic shows is that this would be the equivalent of a cube that's 14 miles square at the base, and then it's 15 miles high. And we actually like put that fake cube on top of the sort of urban core of the Twin Cities, and it kind of goes from like downtown to downtown and then 15 miles in the air. It's just a funny thing to sort of, and there's, where do planes go in the cube? Like, it's just a funny graphic. Check it it's out. It's a good graphic. Okay. So you brought this to the Lilligard brothers and uh, were they like, what are you doing? Get out of here. Like, or were they really into this whole situation? They... <laughs> This is exactly the kind of thing that they live for also. It was a chance for them to respond to something kind of nerdy and mathy, which is right up their alley. But also just they have the kind of brains that are constantly thinking of, well, what does this actually mean? And so they're constantly on to the next step. Like, where are we baking this thing? How are we making it? Are there enough people to make this kind of bread? Like, they're constantly thinking of the next step. So I spent a lot of time with them. Okay. Because this is a serious, we got to spend some serious, <laughs> this is serious digging here to get to this answer. And serious digging to bake it also. Right. There's something about their recipe that's very important to this answer. Right. Because uh, this could be many millions of bags difference of flour, depending on how you do the recipe. Right. They use a lot of hydration in their bread. So they use an 80% hydration. And normal is like 60% or something right. like that. Right. Okay. So we have some audio from your conversation with the Lilligard brothers. And the person you're about to hear right now is Michael. We didn't want to take the easy way out and just give an answer that's useless. We wanted to cover our bases in one swoop uh, rather than returning an answer that was neither useful nor correct. Okay, so they did all this work, and like it's funny on the story, you can even see the scratch pad of their. I mean, it's just a crazy amount of, of work. What, what did we what do we come up with here for pounds of flour? Uh, Thirty three quadrillion pounds of flour. Wow. Yeah. Let, let that sink in. <laughs> let quadrillion. That sink in. <laughs> we don't normally talk in in quadrillions, but that's a lot of flour. And so you note in here that this bread would have some interesting things in it. Oh, my, the biggest thing, I'm a shipwreck nerd, and I just kept thinking of 350 shipwrecks that would be in here in the little scraps of shipwreck. The Edmund Fitzgerald is in there. <laughs> the famous Edmund Fitzgerald is in there. Right. Um, because this is 10% of the world's fresh water in Lake Superior. Okay. So it's clean water, but it's got some old ships in there and, and things like that. Correct. Okay, so then this logistical things, and you alluded to this before, but they kind of were a little worried that this wasn't even possible, right? So well, let's talk a little bit about that. So the first thing that they were kind of grappling with is how do you bake this thing, right? 
Right. So they decided the best way to do this would be to dig down into the earth and use the natural heat from the earth. And they figured out that well, Michael was kind of tab- doing some tabulations over here, Robert was over here figuring out that he would need to dig about 5.5 miles below the surface to hit 450 degrees. Okay. But then, you know, it's like, <laughs> they noted, like, how do you get this out? Like, and it would be kind of burnt around the edges and... Right. Yeah. This is like a sub part of this whole thing is like, maybe it's hard to bake this thing. When they told me that, that it was going to be burnt at the edges, I knew they were taking it seriously. Right, right. So they decided you were going to have to bake it in a wavy curve. Okay. They wanted to break it up into smaller loaves. I was not into that. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to keep it one loaf. So it's going to be a curvy loaf so that it bakes evenly. Right. I mean, in some alternate reality, I was imagining this thing might get baked right in Lake Superior, but then you'd have to come up with some sort of a uh, solar oven or uh, something, but um, we're going to leave that to the li- listeners out there. If you have thoughts, uh, we are very open to putting your audio on this show, thinking about how we're going to bake this thing or any other thoughts about the Lake Superior loaf uh, in general. All right. So, yeah, baking it, that's one thing. But actually, we have to even step back further about resources, right? Like, right. is there even enough to make this thing, a wheat and flour and what have you? The short answer is No. Last year, the world produced enough wheat to make about 0.01% of what would be needed for this loaf. So, no, there's not enough wheat in the world. Yeah, that's like not even close. No. Wow. No. Okay. You also mentioned in the story that you the world economy falls short of paying for You can't pay for it. No, this is going to wipe out everything. There aren't enough people to, you know, kind of run around on the loaf and kind of mix it up and Mm -hmm. knead it a little bit. Not enough people to do that unless you have your entire family working together, everyone in the world coming together for this common loaf. Wow. Which is kind of a peaceful thought if you think about it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, you spoke to the bakers and we just have a little bit more from them about putting these calculations out in the world was a little nerve wracking. And the person you're about to hear right now is Robert. I think I said to Michael at the time, all the worst people on the internet are going to be nitpicking every number on this question. But that sounds like that didn't happen. After this story came out, it was a pretty popular story. What did you hear? Did you hear back from people or did you get sort of feedback? So the best thing I saw was actually something you sent me was a Metafilter thread on it where the lyrics to the Edmund Fitzgerald had been changed to Lake Superior Never Gives Up Its Bread. People are making all sorts of like really cute puns in it. And It was this great moment on the internet where it seemed like everyone kind of came together to be the funniest person. And it was just a delightful thing to read. It was so, I was laughing out loud through the whole thing, all in such good spirit and good humor. Yeah. And we will link to that in the show notes. All right. Well, Krista, thank you so much for joining us today. This is, again, I think the most unusual, fascinating, (laughs) fun question that we've ever done. And uh, so thank you so much for just taking this on and tackling it for us. Well, thank you. And please remember me for all your quirky question needs. All right. Will do. Okay, that's it for today's episode. Thanks, as always, to Matt Gilmer for editing this podcast. Do you have feedback for us or a question you'd like us to answer? Send a note to curious at startribune.com. And if you're enjoying this show, please tell a friend about it. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Curious Minnesota. We want to hear from you. Ask questions and read more stories online at startribune.com backslash curious. Our show is recorded at the Star Tribune's headquarters in beautiful downtown Minneapolis. And our music is produced by Matt Gilmer. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes or leave a review. And until next time, stay curious.